This Week in Wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group, retirement made simple. Good morning, Chicago. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glank. I'm the CEO of Best Money Moves, my financial wellness company. And I'm Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group right here in the Chicagoland area. We're a retirement and wealth management firm that helps with income, tax, estate, investment planning, what we like to call a complete retirement planning. <laughs> and you don't want an incomplete retirement. So give Tom a call. I agree with that. Did I say that joke last week? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Sunday to Sunday. It's not enough caffeine. Uh, if you want to talk with Tom, you want to ask us a question, you want to join this conversation, 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. You can text or you can go online to Tom's website, alphawealthgroup.com, and leave us a message there. So last week, Tom, I briefly mentioned this new bank rate study, and it's caused quite the stir at the radio station. Um, the study showed that uh, while young adults say 21 is a good age to start paying down or paying some of their own expenses, their parents think that their kids should be completely financially independent by the time they graduate from college or are 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, and maybe this is why parents are thinking this, 68%. Now, that's almost 70. That's more than two-thirds. 68% of parents are actually spending more than an average, or I should say, of $1,400 a month helping their wow. adult children make ends meet. That's buying groceries, paying for cell phone plans, uh, Netflix, covering their health insurance or their auto payments or their auto insurance. I mean, that's just crazy. And savings.com found that the same, around that same number is true. And so, you know, Tom, it's funny. I, I went back to my husband, Sam, and I said, okay, let's go through the people we know, family and friends, and mm-hmm. who's helping who. And you know what? After we went through it, we realized we know more that, that more than 68, almost 75% of our friends are in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form helping their kids. So <laughs> you did your own survey. <laughs> we did our own small survey. Have you have you thought about that? When you think about your friends and their kids, yeah. um, is that what's happening there too? Because that's a big number. Well, you know, is, yeah, it is, and it's common. I mean, I haven't done any uh, analysis. Uh, <laughs> you haven't thought about your friends. <laughs> it comes across well with clients. I see. You know, they come in here. I had someone not that long ago came in and said, "You know, my it was great news. The son was married, and they were having their first child. So he was helping them purchase the new home, and he was excited about it. And, I, and that's that is an exciting thing. in, in some instances, where you know that's kind of what it's about. So there's a lot of positives there. You know, so it's just that at what point does it become, you know, now it's, I don't know, I don't know if that's the term you want to use as enabling, but, you know, these are big numbers. And we've talked about this before, Elise, you know, and, and I've given you the example. I said, it's kind of like, and if I'm advising someone, especially when you're nearing retirement, you're in retirement, I say, look, gifting to children, that's wonderful. Gifting to grandchildren, that's wonderful. Or however you want to say, or helping them out. But the first 
point is is you. The first thing is you. You know, it's that analogy as I said before of when you're on a plane. It's you know when they when the cabin pressure is lost. You know, they always say take the mask of the oxygen, secure it first before you help others. So that's the same thing with this. I would say, hey, that's great if you, if you're going to help them out, but you make sure your everything of yours is in line. Your mortality is less. So that's really the important takeaway from this. And then if that's something you want to add into part of your plan, which is to help out children and grandchildren, wonderful. But that's, I think, where we have to see. And we have to understand gift tax laws. And there's a lot of ways we can go through this today. Yeah, no, and I want to dig in on this because this is sort of interesting, and I want to read you some of the responses that we got at the station this Mm -hmm. week. John Williams sent me one of many pages, um, and it's both sides. So from 630, uh, this woman texted in, I'm 28, and unless you count the Netflix subscription my mom pays for, my parents aren't helping me financially. You go. Um, (laughs) 630 also. I'm spending $4,000 per month between two kids. I am not happy about it. It's a major source of stress. From 847, oh my God, I paid off my married kid's house to the tune of 230000 They are right back in debt with a home equity loan and three car payments. I've also helped with medical bills and credit cards. Not going to do that again. Now that's a significant amount of money. That's way more that than is. $1,400 a month. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, on the other end of the curve, I think, there. So <laughs> definitely not the average. But, you know, there's the, again, you have to be careful with this. Of course, there are certain rules. We don't have to get it. But you can give it up to $17,000 per year, per child, per person, however it is. But you can't, you have to be careful. You know, technically, if you buy a house or you pay off things, that is, there's gift tax laws, and, you know, you can get stung on that. So just to be clear on, on gifting and how that works. So just, that's technically a gift. So we have to be aware of that. And, and you know, it, what's interesting, too, Elise, I saw this is something we can talk about later, but they said as far as wealth transfer, I just mm-hmm. read an article, um, they're saying between now the baby boomer generation, there's going to be $84 trillion of wealth transfer between now and 2045. So wow, you know, they're either going to get it during your lifetime. <laughs> That's even more than Bill after. Gates and Jeff Bezos are worth <laughs> put together and By many Elon Musk put, yeah, Musk put together. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I think the wealth transfer thing is a really interesting thing as well. Um, mm-hmm. They've been talking about how the baby boomers are going to be, you know, first they were receiving this big amount of wealth, but now how they're going to be passing it down. But you know, I I wonder if that's really going to happen with the fact that people are living into their nineties and hundreds. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. nobody used to live to be a hundred, and now. You know, I just, I read an article about how people are going to live forever. So they're Mm -hmm. just going to transfer. It's like Star Trek episodes, right? Yeah. Um, They're just going to transfer your brain into a data. And then you're going to, you know, data is going to look like you, sound like you, hopefully work better than (laughs) Amazon Alexa. But, you know. I you know I want to I want to continue on with this for a second because and uh, we have to take a short break but you know there are uh, I think there are some really interesting and important issues that these commentators um, that texted into the station this week sure. uh, raised that I think are really important for us to talk about because it works in different ways like one person you know and I'll I'll read the text in just a moment but. They're actually looking at it as stream of income. This is like an annuity for them, the money that they gave their kids, and now the kids are 
coming back to them, you know, with a monthly check. You and I talk about income all the time uh, and in, in retirement. And maybe this is, mm-hmm. you know, for the right kid, the right parent, the right amount of money. That's also interesting. And so, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think there's a, a, a lot to dig in, folks. So, so stay tuned. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about this. You're listening to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino of Alpha Wealth Group, and we're talking about money. Your money that you're giving to your kids or your grandkids every single month and whether that's a good idea. And if you would like to join that conversation or ask us a question, talk to Tom about your own gifting needs and things that you're doing. These are gifts, folks, and we're mm-hmm. talking about that as well. What the limits are, what your the IRS requires that you do. 630-934-1855. You can call or text 630-934-1855 or go to alphawealthgroup.com and somebody from Tom's office, maybe even Tom himself, will get back to you. All right, so Tom, I wanted to read some of these texts, uh, mm-hmm. some more of them, because literally there are just pages and pages of people who have comments on this. Mm-hmm. Um, from 616, John, these are not kids. They're over the age of 21. They're adults. Uh, 847, I'm spending 250 bucks a month towards rent and cell phones for my kids. I don't mind. That's okay. three grand a year. <laughs> right? I mean, unless my math is off. No. Uh, seven seven three. Not helping my kids now. Never had to. Eight one five. Two of my three children are repaying me borrowed money from past years. It totals over seven hundred dollars in income to me monthly. Mm-hmm. And on the same note, from seven six five. Where is seven six five? Seven six five. I help my kids now, but I hope. But uh, don't we hope our children will help us financially when we are old if we need it? Mm-hmm. So much to so much to talk about. There. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you think of this idea of of having your kids basically an annuity, right? Well, I mean, you can look at it that I think there's that old saying is you don't uh, with friends and family you don't want to uh, lend money to those uh, to th- those individuals because you know it can always there can always be a rub to it, but. Certainly it's not. Uh, you always have to be careful. I do agree with the fact that it, it is a good, uh, I mentioned this before, I had a client who, you know, had a payment. They, in fact, they, they even drafted, a, you know, paperwork for it and had the children sign it. And That's not so, bad. Yeah, I mean, it was all, and, and this can be great. Uh, you know, you can be the bank. Um, you know, you can hold the mortgage to a certain extent or whatever it might be. So I don't think that's a bad thing. And I guess if, if again, it's set up properly, they're responsible and you feel comfortable with it. I mean, um, and you, and then in the back of your mind, you're saying, you know what, to a certain extent, if I don't get it all back or, or something may occur here, you know, you got it. That could happen. I just, again, you have to be prepared for some of those things. So I don't necessarily, I wouldn't count on, on it definitely as a guaranteed income stream because technically it is not, you know, so I'd be careful with that. But I think it's, uh, it can be a good thing to do. The other thing is when you, it's just part, we talked about this uh, recent article I was reading, which has said that 84 trillion, this is the baby boomer, and this is through 2045, so it's many years. But that's going to be the wealth transfer that's going to take place from this generation to the next. Huge numbers. But when you're borrowing, too, and you're giving maybe it's significant amounts of money. I, I have a client who bought a house for a child, you know, you have to also work that into maybe your estate plan to say, yeah, this is this is going to be subtracted 
from your inheritance. And so just as another aside to this whole, there's just a lot of levels that this comes on. With family it, dynamics, it gets very dicey. It, it does. And I know, <laughs> dicey, such a nice word. Um, I know that you actually spend some time, you know, with families. We've talked about this in the past where you go through some of this stuff. I, you know, I think that parents um, are getting hit in a lot of different ways. I think there's a lot of guilt you know, mm-hmm. over sure. the pandemic, over lost opportunities. If you had millennials who were graduating uh, back during the Great Recession 15 years ago, that generation feels like they've been trampled on financially and they've never caught up. Mm-hmm. Their parents are also, you know, maybe in a tough situation. We had another text from 815. We are the sandwich generation. We help my son with streaming, partial rent, phone, about a 1000 a month. They just had a baby. We also help the in-laws with the same amount per month. Their mm-hmm. savings got wiped out by two stock market crashes. Mm-hmm. That makes me think about what happens. Um, there was, an, uh, you know, this mm-hmm. week there was a whole bunch of talk from I don't know, was it Chase? I think Jamie Dimon's been in the news a whole lot lately, mm-hmm. but saying that he sees another thirty percent market correction, and you know sees that. We're going to, you know, we haven't hit the bottom of the market. Warren Buffett came out this week and he said that we're going to see more bank failures, but he thinks the U.S. Treasury would back every single dollar, you know, $15 trillion of deposits, Mm -hmm. whatever that crazy number is, if it had to. So don't worry, folks, if 27 more banks fail. You know, it makes, I can see why people are, you know, nervous and want to help. Well, there's a lot more to this, you know, as I said, as we've already talked about, there's gift tax rules. And, and you know, if you're going to gift, um, you know, are there better ways to do it for your children, whether it's a 529 or grandchildren, or maybe you, you actually fund a Roth for them? You know, these are great things as part of, uh, part of gifting over and above paying their bills, if you can do those things. But then again, there's also these, I just mentioned the, the uh, dynamics of, you know, if, you, if you're on their home or you purchase something, you know, you mentioned that these, uh, this couple, or maybe not a couple, someone getting rent. Well, what if your children get divorced? Okay. Yeah. You oh, know, big one. You just got to think these things through a little more. Again, I'm not, it's not to be critical of anything, but there's just a lot of moving parts here, you know, as opposed to when you do some of these things. So just, just be aware. And then how does that tie into the estate plan? As I mentioned, too, is that going to be subtracted? Again, I have a client, as I said, I had someone in here this week that said his two children just do not get along. Like, it's like, you know, it's like uh, oil and water. And so he's trying to figure out what to do with the estate plan and how to, he's given them gifts and he's given them large chunks of money too. And he's like, I just, you know, so it's just, it's just interesting how you really got to think some of these things depending on how the children get along, depending on, you know, the situation with marriage or who they're married to and so on. And, you know, do you separate assets? So there's inherited assets versus uh, marital assets. Things, a lot of things here. No, there really, there really are. I think it's, um, it's very tough to sort of understand how it's all going to work out. And, you know, for parents who are watching their kids struggle with health issues, it seems like more young people today are getting really sick mm-hmm. than ever before. Um, you're watching more divorce. Uh, mm-hmm. The cost of raising kids is astronomical. So we're not even talking about grandparents who donate their time to mm-hmm. watching their grandkids, right? I mean, maybe you want to, maybe you have to, but yeah. if you put a number on that, that's another sort of really big chunk. Um, yeah. 
All right, we have to take a short break. Feel free to join in. We would love to hear whether you, are our listeners, are actually helping your kids, helping your parents. It seems like there's a lot of this going on. Helping in-laws, people you're not even related to. Um, no, seriously, what are you are you doing this and are you seeing it in your community and are you seeing it at more than 70 percent because that seems to be the magic Mm -hmm. number and that is a really high number 630-934-1855 or go to alphawealthgroup.com stay tuned we'll be back in a moment with more on 720 wgn hey welcome back everybody to the second half of this week in wealth if you're just joining us i'm elise glink i'm ceo of best money moves and i'm here with Tom Fortino, the founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group. You can join this conversation, 630-934-1855, or go to alphawealthgroup.com. So, Tom, you know, just to kind of talk about these diverse needs that everybody has, right, Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to point out that the latest numbers show that 64% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. And that mm-hmm. number is almost on the nose with the number of people who are getting financial help from their parents, which is 68%. 68% of parents are helping out their kids. 64% of everybody is living paycheck to paycheck. Those numbers are so close, you know, they've got to be accurate, right? Sure. It's just yeah. like strange yeah. coming from <laughs> both ends of it. There's a correlation there, yeah. Somehow there's, right, there's a correlation. So, you know, just talking about this a little bit more, because we have some other numbers that are, are feeding into all of this. Uh, we have the highest amount of credit card debt in history. We're back mm-hmm. to that new number. Not a great number, but <laughs> so it is. Uh, we're also seeing the number of seniors get new mortgages. Um, not right now, but they did refinance, did a lot of cash ref- refis. Mm-hmm. Um, so people, seniors are going into retirement with mortgages instead of being just paying taxes or whatever, maintenance and upkeep, now they've got the mortgage too. So it's really like there's just a lot of pressure on everybody. Um, one of the things that I saw this week is about a, you know, a, about a couple that is trying to retire in five years. So they're in their late, I guess mm-hmm. early 60s. And they've saved like a million and a half for retirement. They own two rental houses and they've paid off the mortgage in their house. So that's awesome, Right. That, mm-hmm. If I just said that to you, Tom, you'd what would you say to me? Great. Yeah, yeah. they're in a great spot. <laughs> great spot because they're probably going to get Social <laughs> Security. Maybe there's a pension, maybe not, but they've got two rental houses and there's, they've saved the money. Great. They owe 150000 bucks on credit cards. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you sure that's not the mortgage? Yeah, right? Unfortunately. You know, that's like the old, the old Henny, you know the old Henny Youngman joke where... He tells a friend of his that uh, his wife was robbed. They took all her wallet and all her credit cards. And he says, did you report him? He said, why should I? He spends less than my wife. Right. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> right. There's an issue here, 150 on credit cards. I think it goes pretty deep. There's something going on there. There's something going on there. So here's, in my imagination, how you could have built that up, right? You've got these two rental houses. And the rent and the mortgage are maybe roughly even... Maybe you're getting, you know, a thousand bucks a month on top of it. Fine. And now something goes wrong and you have to replace the roof. Mm-hmm. But you don't have enough cash flow to replace the right. roof, so you put it on your credit card, right? Mm-hmm. And then the water heater goes out on the other ones. So you got to replace that. That's another couple grand goes on your credit card. And so you've got that going on. And then you've got maybe, um, 
I don't know. Maybe you needed some out-of-pocket dental work, and that's not covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. So that's another six or 7000 And you start to figure out that over time, over a number of years, this adds up. And I guess when interest rates were low and you were only paying like maybe 8 or 9% on that credit card debt, not so bad. But you know what? It's now an average of like 23.99% or something. Mm-hmm. That's going to really hurt when you're paying on 150000 right? Well, that can be incredibly destructive to your over-retirement plan. I mean, if, I mean, if you're in retirement, nearing retirement, this is when you're the most vulnerable, right? And when we talk about holding debt, that's fine. You know, it's cash flow. Corporations hold debt. You know, debt and financing is all part of reality and life. And so you use that to your advantage, but you want to be smart about it and disciplined about it. So in this example, no, that's not good debt, right? And so, number one, cut up your credit cards. No. Um, but... You know, you have to have a plan to address that debt. And so that's certainly in this case, I'm not a fan of doing refis of the homes and you doing that and then amortizing it over 30 years. I mean, that can all be problematic too. If you're disciplined enough to do something like whether it's some type of way you could refinance it, get it at a lower debt and then really focus on paying it down. That's, you know, that would be the approach I would say someone needs to do. And that's true in any case. This is somewhat of a different situation. Now, if you have mortgages and you have debt there or you have a vehicle you're paying debt on, that might, certainly a house is a little different. I've had, you know, individuals say, should I pull money out of my retirement accounts? You know, draw that down. Keep in mind that it's all taxable. And so it's, again, we need to just really be aware of, it's kind of like that, know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers, know what your income, know your cash flow. Consider that debt payment is an expense. It's, it is a monthly expense. And then if you can create a, a plan to say, guess what, I'm going to make that extra payment a month. I'm going to do something. And I have a, a, you really need to be disciplined. This is why we talk about being organized. We talk about a lot, at least financial organization, knowing your numbers, knowing what the, the things are coming. That's really where then you can start to tackle some of these things, regardless of where the debt is. Yeah, I think, you know, you may have to bite the bullet. Like, I don't, th- and I think you agree with this. There is no way that if you're paying 10, 20, 30% on a debt that big, that you're ever going to retire safely. In, in mm-hmm. this case, and I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with this, but feel free to jump in and say no. <laughs> okay. um, you take the hit on your retirement account. You, you know, take it from, let's say, 1.4, you're going to take it down to 1.3 or 1.2, pay the taxes uh, on that 200000 and pay off your 150000 Like, mm-hmm. you, you can't earn 24% on your money, so <laughs> why would you be carrying a debt that costs you 24%? Right. Yeah. I mean, I do. Here's what I would say again. You you know, you can look at your this is why, again, it's so important to understand where you stand and where income is coming in. First of all, rental income, while it may feel steady and good and it's coming in and it's not guaranteed besides, you know, and and I'm not against rental income or having property real estate as an asset as part of your retirement plan. I get that. That's fine. But again, we just have to understand it is an illiquid asset. Rental income is not guaranteed. And so just be aware of some of those things. As far as paying down debt, again, have a plan and stick to that plan. You could say, look, and again, you can look at the tax brackets. You know, if we're just talking about joint filing, just keep it simple. You know, you're in a 24% tax bracket all the way up to 364. You're in a 22% tax bracket up to about 190. So maybe, to your point, Elise, you can take out chunks of money, but don't do it all in one year where now you're going to pay 32%. 
right? Yeah. So maybe you do a chunk now and next year you do a chunk and you just, again, you have to be disciplined. And so that's why, in fact, our latest uh, newsletter in email said, you know, tax season's over. Pretty much it is. Um, but <laughs> Yes, you know, it's, it, two, it's like Tuesday <laughs> or Wednesday this week, whatever the right. 18th it, it, is. It's done. You're not, nothing's going to happen between now. It shouldn't. But um, I'm just saying, let's not, you know, we put everything in a box we, or we fill it out. We send it in and we just forget about it. It's like, I'm not looking at this till next year. Well, this is an opportunity maybe to look at your numbers, take a look at what your taxable income is. It's right on your 1040. Know what your tax bracket is. I just sent out our latest weekly newsletter if anyone wants to sign up for that. I put the organizers, the asset organizer, the budget, and the document locator, all the organizer and worksheets on there, which you can keep and you know work on it. But this is all part of getting, you know, just getting, getting organized ready. so these things don't happen. Yeah, we don't want it to happen. All right, we have to take a quick break. 630-934-1855, alphawealthgroup.com. Sign up for Tom's newsletter, and we'll be back in a moment with more on 720 WGN. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino. Lively conversation today. Lots of (laughs) information. Hearing stuff from you, uh, our listeners, 630-934-1855 if you want to join the party. Happy to have you. AlphaWealthGroup.com. So, you know, tax, as we were just saying, it is almost tax day. I hope everybody has either filed their taxes already or they... You guys have uh, filed for an extension. You can get an automatic extension till isn't it October now? I think so. Yeah, yeah. You can, but you want to file because if you don't send in that one page extension, you will be you will pay a fine and a penalty. Yeah, and you still have to pay what you owe, even if right. you aren't filing. Right, but you don't want an extra fine and a penalty. No. Um, just be careful. One other word I would just say real quick. This happened to me. I had a I got a letter from the IRS. Isn't that mm-hmm. terrific? They said you sent in your you sent in your um, tax returns late, and I said no, I didn't. Well, you, we got them after the filing date. I said I know because I mailed them, and they said, well, can you prove it? I'm like, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so here, here I am. This do this. I'm not, just a, let, a word to the wise: if you're mailing out your um, on the last day or the day before the last day or whatever, get a receipt from the post office. It'll show where it was mailed to. It'll show when it was mailed. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's a really we've been hit that way too, and uh, I think Sam got out of it because he was like, listen, you know, and he, I don't know if he had, he must have had the uh, a receipt from the post office. It's just, and now we, you know, if you can file electronically, it's really safe. It's yeah. much better, and then you get yeah. an electronic receipt for mm-hmm. it. So, uh, you know, consider doing that. <laughs> um, so happy I tax day, everybody. I did get a tax abatement, by the way. So did I just you? wanted. They did say, "Hey, you got a good tax. You know, you paid. So we'll just let it go this time." But it's just, believe me, I'm getting a receipt every time. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Lesson learned. Almost five thousand dollar lesson learned. All right, folks. So now you know personal stories. Um, you know, real real things happens to everybody. Uh, so, yeah. all right. Uh, good news on inflation this week, Tom. Yeah, we we saw inflation rose just point one percent in March, and it's at five percent from a year ago, which is mm-hmm. great. It still means inflation is higher than it should be, but prices are only going to rise an average of five percent, not nine percent like last year. Yeah. Uh, so that's in my mind. This is how this is what a soft landing looks like. You get some people get laid off, but the job market's staying pretty strong. Fed, you know, prices come down in some areas. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What do you? Are we going to get the soft landing? 
Well, you know, I guess I no one knows for sure. I mean, when you look at the numbers, they're good. You can't you can't dispute the trend is going down, right? You mentioned I think it was July. It was at nine point one. Well, it's at five now. So yeah. there's there's no argument, and it has not it has not ticked up since then. It's been going down some some months more than others. So that is a positive sign, no question about it. Um, as far as whether it's going to be a soft landing, a hard landing, what's going to happen? As I said, the answer, real answer is nobody knows. I guess the question is, what do you do or how should you approach this? And this is where we have to be very careful. We've certainly talked about some emotional issues today as far as paying, <laughs> you know, helping children out yeah. and paying debts and so on. This is another one when we talk about your investments, your finance, you know, this is tough. And so I just say, look, um, for those that are concerned and worried about what's going on in this economy, and I get it, there are other signs out there, not just the inflation, um, you know, that could be problematic uh, as it relates. The earnings season is coming up the first quarter. That's going to have a big impact on the market because we're going to see, you know, this the saying's been earnings are the mother's milk of the stock market. What are companies actually earning? And so for those that are saying, look, I want to be take a little risk off the table, these are not all or nothing moves. I've had people say and call me, hey, I want to go all the cash, or I want to go, yes, you can get into money markets today. They're getting over 4%. Maybe back off a little bit. Just be very careful because we become our own worst enemies. No one's going to tap you on the shoulder when the market comes back. So if you want to take a little off the table, I'm not averse to that, but because um, you can now – and unlike before, when there are no weren't, there are no alternatives or whatever the Tina thing was, uh, there is no alternative. There are alternatives now, as we've talked about at least, mm-hmm. and so you can still do that and get four or five percent maybe while you sit on the sidelines on some of it. Do not exit the stock market completely. I would not suggest that. Yeah, remember, it always has come back in the past. There's no reason to think that this time will be any different. If it does, you know, if. JP Morgan, you know, Chase is correct, and the market's going to retest last year's lows. What happened after it tested those lows? It, it then popped mm-hmm. back up again. And, and this is why I just want to throw yeah. in a plug for index funds, right? Mm-hmm. It's fully diversified. You get an index fund of the S&P 500, and you don't have to worry which company is going to go down and which is going to go up. It's a nice way to just mm-hmm. stay balanced and remember that these index funds do better than 85% of managed mutual funds. So if you're keeping score at home, that means you're doing better than 85% of all the investors. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. It is. But, right? But don't you think that, you know, people who try to pick the companies and pick the stocks like that's a whole job people do that for a living most of them Mm -hmm. do it very badly the ones who are you know few and far between who are great stock pickers they already have more clients than they need Mm -hmm. and they're very very wealthy and they don't need you and they don't need me and they don't need tom and so what you need is a plan so that you know what you're going to be doing and when you're going to be doing it and so even Mm -hmm. if the worst thing happens and we go the market goes down 30 percent from where it is and I'm not saying it's going to, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But we will go down. It will go back up. And if you have a plan where you're just going to keep investing so that you bet, get more you know, stock or more shares when the market is down, right? Because you're buying at a lower price point. And then you yeah. get, you feel good when it goes up, you buy less, but you're already making more money, so you don't care. It's like a win-win, right? 
Yeah, we have to differentiate for those that are not near retirement. You know, you just keep plugging away. You just keep putting money in. All this stuff. Many studies have shown that you're, you're ahead of the game because, as you were saying, at least you're buying when it's low. You may be buying when it's high, but you're averaging that out. And then typically, and many studies have shown that you're still ahead of the game, even in down periods. Yeah. So this is a good thing for those that are near in retirement and you're a little uncomfortable. First of all, it's maybe an opportunity to say, I really need to know where I'm at because I think some of us, like we were just talking about on the income side and the investment, I mean, the income side and where, where that's coming from, we want to know what our investments have. Peter Lynch always said, the famous fidelity uh, fund manager, know what you own, know why you own it. Do we really know? It's very common where I have an old 401k, my spouse may have two IRAs. We just, there may be overlap. So this is really an opportunity to know what you own, understand it, and then say, I'm going to create an investment plan. So we've, we've got some calls to action here, Elise. No, really do really... a deep dive into your portfolio and, and figure out, is it appropriate for you? So you can yeah, stick to it. I, I think so. I mean, you've offered, you offer this all the time, Tom. It is mm-hmm. such a generous offer. Tom is really happy to go through all of this stuff with you. We get, you know, I don't know how many calls you're getting now every week from our listeners, but Mm -hmm. I think those who are taking you up on it are pretty happy. I mean, you go through what people have, what they owe, what they own, Mm -hmm. and you help them sort of see their own light, right? Everybody's got their own light bulb that goes on. I know if Sam and I sat down with you, our plan would be different from everybody else's plan. And that's Mm -hmm. why having a financial advisor is really helpful, you know. And if, you know, you're somebody who's literally just on Social Security, okay, maybe there's just, you know, that's going to be the reality for you. Um, But maybe there's something else that you can do. Maybe there's another asset you can leverage. Maybe you still own your own home and there's a way to, you know, change that up and, and turn it on its head and and get some income that way i don't really know i mean last week Mm -hmm. we talked about renting out rooms in your house Mm -hmm. which my husband's aunt sam's hand did for uh, decades and brought in extra revenue from college local college students looking for a place to live and with airbnb it's like okay people will get that now that's like a real strategy that people have so I, i wonder if there's just you know other ways to make it work yeah, I mean it's just a good idea. I always say you're gonna you're going to uncover things you were probably unaware of in this process of getting organized, looking at everything, understanding where your assets are, what you own, understanding where the income's coming from, and that's going to impact uh, probably have an impact on some of the decisions you make now and in the future. So it's really important, um, you know, in anything in life, just to kind of understand where you stand. So, um, you know, if anyone wants to call, I've, I've had conversations, at least, you know, someone's called and said, hey, can we just chat on the phone 15 minutes? More than happy to do that, to just talk about one aspect of, of what they may be considering. And so, um, you know, that's uh, just had someone here the other day uh, from the show and said, we were talking about taxes, they were retired and they're getting clobbered. So we talked about that. And so, yeah, more than happy to help out in any way I can. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, Our time is up. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. We hope today has been helpful. I certainly found it to be an engaging conversation. We love to hear from you guys, and we we hope you'll reach out, 630-934-1855, or you can always go to alphawealthgroup.com. Tom, I hope you have a great week. You too, Elise. Thanks. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week on 720 WGN. 
Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, WGN, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Insurance and annuities offered through Alpha Wealth Group, licensed in Illinois. Tom Fortino and Alpha Wealth Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.